0: now to com and follow at dryerbuzz on twitter instagram and facebook it's all about the buzz good morning bedheads. okay let's get this started let me there are a couple of thoughts already uh flowing through my mind they're coming to me as titles like i wanted to jump on here and call this and wherefore art thou goals then um and as soon as I just said that out into the universe, the others left. So let's go with that. Where far out? I can't even say it because, you know, voice, frog in my throat, first thoughts of the morning, uh, trying to get up and start stirring. I'm going to reach over and grab some lemonade in a second. But where are your goals? Um. And I know if it comes to a time when you can't get out of bed, you're probably overwhelmed by them. You probably feel like you don't have enough of them. You probably think you're not worthy of the ones you do have or you've not done enough with what you have. And all of these voices, and I know um, when we go from one realm... To the other and I mean like from from sleep to awakening I don't, I'm not talking about the woke stuff I mean like rolling over in bed you know you start to hear the sounds of the day uh smell the aura of breakfast if that's the thing going on for you uh you hear the 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 sounds of the city awakening if you wake up in the morning if you you laying in bed all day let me tell you, you heard all heard it all but the thing about it is Uh, yesterday, one of the things I had to do, I have a goal, I have a new goal of doing something. And and it's really uh, trying to figure out where the marketplace is going to be um, going through, for those of you in the future, quarantine, COVID-19 and so forth. So yesterday... Um, one of the things I did, I ordered some books I ordered, um, three books to make, to add to a collection. Now that's four. Cause I got the original one and I was like, wait a minute, I got to go ahead and get the rest of these. Cause as much information as there is around, I, I need to read, still got to read. You still gotta. And I'm like, you know, the eyesight, the glasses, uh, the fact that there are so many other things. And and I'm luckily one of them has been put on an audio book and I'm like, go get the audio book girl okay but uh one of the things i had to do yesterday was just stop in the process because i've kicked it off it's going well it's it's productive um uh, it's it's um what's the other word it's, it's working right but i am always concerned if i've got all the steps right you know i don't want to take i'm not that person i I want to get it done fast, but I don't want to take any shortcuts. I don't want to leave any part out. I don't want to say, oh, well, that's fine enough. That's well enough. You know, I know the expectations aren't what they ought to be, but I don't want to lower my own. And there's another word. There's another essence of a conversation. I was just reading, going through a couple of headlines and I saw the word upscale. Now that's triggering to me because it's triggering just because it brings up a conversation, um, in business you, you you have this thing and I was like, you know, we keep saying upscale, upscale, keep everybody wants to put upscale on stuff. And I'm like, Well what, what's the other what is it up what are we upping from? And I'm like, Oh, scale. <laughs> okay. And then you got and I guess, okay, well if, if upscale is the up and scale is what it what it is, there's gotta be one other which is lower and I guess lower scale, you know, downscale. Uh, I don't know how, I, and now I've got to go do some research to find out what that is because there are a couple of businesses around town. They have upscale in their name. There's a whole, whole marketing ploy, um, of people. When I, when To me, the reason why I say it's triggering, when I hear upscale, I hear people trying to escape the scale that they're on, the place where they are, uh, they find themselves a place where they just don't want to be, Right. Reason why. And and you see it a lot in, in different ethnicities, particularly black Americans use it a lot uh upscale. But see, I'm that person. If there's a place that I'm trying to escape or get away from, or even just make some necessary improvements, I'm gonna think about there's got to be others. I'm I'm that person. I'm gonna feel like there's got to be others. And I to my own I don't want to use that word. Let's see. To my own disadvantage, Um, trying to bring along others has been at disadvantage sometimes, right? So I have come to learn, and you'd only learn this from living long enough and gaining a little wisdom and a little hindsight, scars, wounds, all been burned, all of that stuff. You realize sometimes you got to go it alone. Sometimes you got to go with a different crowd. Sometimes you got to leave some people behind. Um, you just need to get it done, especially if you try to do it and it doesn't work, but it keeps coming back to you. The opportunity keeps, continues to present itself and you have to just go ahead and say, listen, I got to go ahead and do it because if you missed the opportunity because you were waiting for others to get it and understand how important it was, um, that it's something that you ought to be doing. And I say this all the time when I talk about, when I talk about publishing, when I talk about blogging, when I talk about other things that I've done for 20 years, and not counting the whole 10 years of leading even up to that. Um, if I had waited for what it is that I did for 20 years to become accepted. Or to become mainstream. Or to become. Because I had to go in. I had to prove myself so much. I had to prove that I knew what I was talking about. I'm talking I had to put out fires. Okay. And then come back in the next day and prove myself again. Um, there are a number of interviews I'm very well known for, but people don't understand how I got those interviews and what I had to go through to get those interviews. There are times I was just simply invited into the room because I was known for asking the questions that I asked or which the respectability of what the end product was. Okay. The end product was always awesome and wonderful, but for the most part, nobody believed in it in the beginning. It's like, whoa, well, we, I remember one time I was getting ready to interview. I had been called to uh, cover an event and Susan Taylor was uh, speaking. Susan Taylor, I guess, still edit, editor, Emeritus, um attached to Essence Magazine. And she was um, giving the keynote at one of these fancy events that happens all over town, you know, and, and if we weren't in quarantine right now, there'd be one every weekend. Um uh, every, cause usually th- Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and, and sometimes Wednesday. <laughs> um, there are events at all the hotels and they include, you know, uh, uh some panels, fancy lunches, and all of these different things. And, Susan Taylor was at this particular one, and there were, at that time, there were about maybe three to four uh, really wonderful PR people that were making sure that new media, we were called new media at the time, was at the table, was invited, was on the red carpet, was covering the events. Um, And I would always have... I would say, yeah, I'm coming, but I need I need full access to the event. I need access to the people. I need an exclusive. I'm not coming if this you know. And 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 I didn't do, I wasn't demanding this because this is what I knew to demand. It's like I just knew I and I, I got to walk away with the story, and I don't want the story to be the same story everybody else has. I don't want the photos to be the same photos everybody else has. You know, I just need an edge, right? And uh, and so. Um, invited to come there and, and was promised I could get some access to Susan. Oh yeah. She's, she's open to it because as a matter of fact, she was giving a speech on us, on us embracing this new, new media. Right. And here I sit one of, I don't know if there were others, maybe two others in the room that were digital destinations, online publications. Um, we were the new media. And so she gave this a great amazing talk and and I captured every essence of that you know, unlike traditional, I didn't go in and get a couple of photos or eight seconds to throw on the news no i I recorded the whole entire pretty much I think I did get the entire speech that's that's was the groundbreaking thing about new media it It was the fact that we could provide more coverage because I didn't have to go back. And and argue, you know, the importance of a piece of content with an editor. I was the editor. You know, I was the publisher. I was the CEO. And I don't even, like, throw CEO and COO and all those other things around, right? Um, I was the editor. I was the blogger. It wasn't even, like, blogging at this time. It was new media. And any content that I got, I published, you know, all of it, good, bad, and indifferent. Uh, or as I love to say, good, bad, and buzzing, okay, and particularly things that were buzzworthy, so In the Night already captured this, uh, her talk, Um, afterwards, you know, they were scattering around to get her uh, a table to do her book signing, she had a book, I believe, and at the time, she was lunching I think this was at the beginning where she was moving from essence into this, uh, charitable organization and she, you know, they had found their, their niche is kind of the middleman between charities and volunteering, you know, and so forth. And, and, and they were going to create, they created this organization where they managed one level of, of service. And that service was, I, I don't know y'all. Okay. I really don't. Um, but I think is where, like, if you have an organization, you need a hundred volunteers, they can, they can, they've got the da- the data or the access and the contacts. Okay. And they could, you know, help you create this look of a thing. Okay. And so she was signing books and signing books and signing books. And, and, uh, she'd been told, Hey, I've got a great interview for you, you know? Um, and so I was told to, you know, to do the wait thing And I remember, um, and I've been talking about these kind of, these, um, um, encounters lately. I remember waiting and towards the end, you know, she kept looking like, okay, she's waiting, she's waiting, you know, but it wasn't, it wasn't, it didn't feel good at all. So, you know, and I don't know if she was probably getting frustrated by the day because there's a thing when these types of events go on, you know, people have but so much patience, you know, um, they they are in the zone. But so long, you know, like, OK, I have smiled all day. I've greeted people and I, I did the talk and now I signed the books and now here comes this one more thing. So, in order to not have to do, I don't know, it, it, I walked away from it not feeling good. In fact, I walked away from it because once I don't feel good about it, I don't force nothing. And they were packing up and the handlers were starting to come out of nowhere, you know, getting ready to, um, they were trying to coordinate the rush off or whatever. I don't know. Um, so, the guilt, you know, and guilt is obvious, right? So I'm, I'm, and I'm that person. I read minds. Um, and I could tell she's processing how to get out of this interview. And I'm like, I'm not pushed for because while waiting for her, I'm, I and everybody coming over saying, you know, all the, all the quote unquote people we think are people, um, are coming over, you know, say their goodbyes, their parting ways and so forth. And many of whom I know I'm interviewing them while I'm waiting for her and ended up with some really good archives of stuff um, and photos. And so I'm, I'm in the right place. And I understand when something is, is yielding you to something else. It has happened many a times. So by the time, you know, she's over there processing her guilt of not even wanting to do the interview, I'm getting my other stuff. I'm good. However, this turns out, I'm good because I'm reading minds, lady. I know I can tell you ain't feeling this. So she says to me, um, she gives me the okay, just you know, give me the this finger motion with the hand, okay. Wait just a few more minutes, you know. And I'm like, mm-hmm, okay, you know, I'm cool, right? And then even after in her periphery watching me conduct all these other interviews, I literally um, videotaped a wonderful interview. I'm not even going to call that gentleman's name because it ended up being absolutely wonderful. Got that. Um, and that he was local to Atlanta, so established some amazing bonds. Um, she says to me, Okay, where's your crew? Where's your, where's your, where's your, she's literally like, now you know she's, a tall woman. Okay. <laughs> looks to me and says, um, and I think, I think what happened was, I think the P one of the PR people, or somebody, uh, asked her to kind of come on and step over to, to come and do this. And so she turns over to where I am and she says, okay, in just a few minutes. And she goes, where's your, where's your camera? Where's your crew? As if, okay, go get that ready, and then I'll be ready. <laughs> yeah, that laugh came out like really. We going, we 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 gonna take if after the talk that you just gave about respecting the creativity, about respecting this new new nuance of publishing of what is now available for us to, to tell our story. You hit me with that. Did you really, you, you going to hit me with that. And that's what I knew. But see what it was, that was, and the way I looked at it was, that's your cue girl. This is, you're done here. Right. I was like, wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We can go with that. Yeah. Let's go with that. Let me, let, okay. Yeah. Let me go get my crew. <laughs> In the next few minutes, I was home on my couch. All right. Uh, editing the amazing content I did get. And guess what? Editing and publishing her talk at from the luncheon. So I guess I can only go back to the scale and the upscale because that's, it's funny when I say the upscale now, because part of, part of that time, and I'm not talking about now, I'm talking about that. I'm talking about in that time, Um, this, that, the programming was the whole upscale thing. I think that's where a lot of it came from black media, black press, black magazines of that time. But the new media would not have had new media would have had, there would be no need for new media if old and traditional was really putting us on the scale that we needed to be on. That's how you're going to get out of bed today because you're thinking you're not on the right scale. If you can't get out of bed today, you're probably wondering and pondering what scale you're on. But guess what? First and foremost, you've just been blessed with a day. You listen to this. Hey, you are doing well with your time. You are doing well with your talents. You're doing well with yourself just by listening. The next move is on you let somebody put you on pause you put yourself on pause and sometimes yeah we have to pause because sometimes we, we we go so far we go roll we do all that stuff listen that's human that's human nature but what I refuse to do after that I'm like listen I didn't let you put me on pause in the first place I just hooked up and met up with all of your friends got all got pictures of all of your friends in this moment you won't be included with him, you're going to wake up tomorrow. Cause I used to love this. This, I used to love this because when I would cover these things on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, sometimes Wednesday, the coverage that came out on Monday as everybody went looking for, you know, what they'd attended to, what they, where, where they'd been, what they've seen and done. Um, and that's when I would be sitting, you know, and my analytics waiting and watching, the servers, you know, what servers people were on, um, what organizations they were with, and they would hit. You know, that traffic, that Monday morning traffic. zip. We, we sip some lemonade, throat skin dry. And as you know, the lemonade is anti-cough. <laughs> and I still might have to cough because the frog is in my throat this morning. So, come Monday. That's why you hear me say come Monday all the time because in publishing, especially over the weekend, because Sunday... Sunday is the culmination. It's the end of the week and the beginning of the week, meaning that, um, the Sunday is when all the pundits, when all the conversation, they set the tone. Sunday public, Sunday media sets the tone for what you're going to hear Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday for a straight three days. That's what you're going to hear because there's a level of it. Like Sunday, it's, it's going around all the Sunday news talks. Guys, And I do need to <clears throat> clear my throat a little bit. Um, Sunday sets the, sets the tone for, it sets the tone for the week. So it goes around all the pundits or, or talk pontificating about what has happened and about what ought to happen, what might happen, not even what ought to happen, what might happen, Or or what what they're going to make happen. And then, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, that gets picked up at the water cooler. And people who follow me know, I always say, wait three days. Wait three days. This thing will be, it'll sound different. It'll look different. Everybody would have put their spin on it. You know, the truth will be out there. But then the spins, they get to spinning like tornadoes and they go all the way around. So, come Monday... You know I I would wait I didn't even publish on Monday I'm like no let's wait I'm gonna let them I'm gonna let I'm let the thirst I'm gonna let the thirst build up I'm gonna look at what tradition was gonna put out there and then I'm gonna double that I'm gonna triple that I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna upscale it I'm gonna wait and let the scale load and then we're gonna upscale it now I don't even like upscale but I'm gonna I'm gonna upscale it right um and so I wait out come Monday I would check all the traditional resources that I had, you know, I'd listen to, because you want to find out, well, how how does it, what what makes, what makes it, what makes it to the water cooler? The water cooler was fed by, um, radio morning, Monday morning radio. And depending on, you know, what the event was, you know, where that demographic was, I'd go and check out their radio. Right. And it, and usually I was urban, um, urban, 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 media. So I definitely check out the Urban Morning Show. See what the top guys were talking about. And and a lot of times they would make reference over these things that happen in the hotels and the conventions, the conferences, um, and so forth from Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, not to mention things that were in the news, politics and all that kind of stuff. And all of that gets tossed around, and gets spent gets into the spin on Sunday. Then Monday, it makes it to the water cooler from morning radio. Then, of course, Monday, you know, Monday night, you had your, what I used to call the Monday night monologues, which were your late night talk show monologues. And you already know that's mostly men. A time or two, we've had a, a woman in there. Um and, But that monologue is so important because even though it's, it's scripted and Punchlines and all of that there were also those things that program the Tuesday morning water cooler, right? program, the Tuesday morning, not only Tuesday morning water cooler, but remember where does the water cooler get its information from radio? Because people who were at the water cooler, oftentimes, you know, they might've stayed up a little bit to catch those monologues. Even if they didn't catch the full on late shows, they would catch those monologues and then they go to the water cooler. So I'm, I'm explaining the cycle of things of how, how this thing works. This is what I had to, had to figure out because if I'm publishing if I'm trying to become that destination, I've got to interrupt one of those broadcasts and get my information out there of what I say ought to be scale. We're not even talking about upscale now because upscale is a thing. You know, upscale can be both good and bad. I'm talking about scale. We just want to get on the scale. Can we just get in on the scale, right? First, right? Because the scale is literally where the majority of people are, you know, Upscale, that gets into your 20%. We're, talk, we're talking about 80%. 80% for the most part are at scale. But to be, at, to be amongst the scale, the 80% and at the same and have influence as if you are directing the 80% because that's what this thing is about, right? When it comes to getting out of bed, you're either going to get out of bed as an influence. You're going to get out of bed as an 80% or a 20%. I was always trying to be in the 20%. But to have to be the 20% and have an understanding of what the 80% needs. The problem is too oftentimes we are trying to stay in the 80% or we're trying to bring too many of the 80% with us. And I said, well, you know what, girl, (laughs) 80% ain't coming. So then I was like, okay, that whole 80-20 don't work. We talk, we trying to, we trying to weigh out these scales here, right? We're trying to figure out these scales. Well, there's not two scales, there's three. Cause remember, I said, well, if there's scale and there's upscale, there's gotta be something else. There's got to be something else. If there's scale and there's upscale, and we know the upscale might be 20. Okay. But there's something not quite right about that 80. And in that 80 is a 60-20. That's 80, right? And then I said, well, you know what? But in that 20, that top 20, that upscale 20, there's something, something not quite right about that. And I ended up thinking about maybe this thing, ought to, maybe this thing is, might actually be 60, 30, 10. Okay? Level scale still 100%, right? 60 ain't coming. 60 you're not going to ever be able to bring with you. 30% where well, you're trying to, you're trying to be in the 80%, but you realize it's something different. is because you're in the 30%, the 30% are the influencers, right? They're, they they influence the larger, they influence the larger, which is the 60%. So now you got, you got the influencers in that 30%. And then you got, you got that 10, what's left that 10%, 10% are usually the people that we're talking about. They're usually the doers. They, they're not even the doers. They, they're done. They have done a thing. Right. The 30% they're they're the doers. They're trying to do. They're trying to do and they're trying to influence. The problem what's waiting and holding down that 30% is that they think that the 60% is gonna also get it and also want to do. And that's not how it worked. And I had to learn that out. And I won't say I had to learn it the hard way, because I don't do too much the hard way. (laughs) And oftentimes it don't take that much sacrifice or for me to lose that much in order for me to make an influential decision upon myself to get myself out of a thing. Okay, this is why I sat one day like, look, I got to figure this math out because there's something there's something about this 80% that's just not me. And that means that this whole 20, 20, 80, 20 thing, it don't work. It don't flow like that for me right? Because in, 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 I remember when dur- during the whole occupied movements with an S because they broke off because occupy was trying to think, Oh, you know, it's, it's the 99 and the 1%. I'm like, no, nah, y'all that ain't how this works. Yeah. That's a 1%. There's a 1% in this thing. Cause remember I talked about the 10%. Well, that breaks down into nine and one. So now you got 60, 30, nine, and one okay, that one percent, but it ain't one percent and ninety-nine percent. You gotta break that down. We're talking about scale, upscale, and all the mother scales under there because it ain't just one up under there. We just broke it down 60, 30, 9, and 1% is four. And I'm gonna tell you why it's four. There's a study out there that says that in America there are four middle class, <laughs> not upscale not upper class, that in America, there are middle class breaks down in the four group. And three of those groups are quite delusional about being middle class. <laughs> you got to laugh to keep from crying because if you ever go read that report and identify where you truly are, you probably won't get out of bed. If you have, you need a podcast called how to get out of bed and I need a podcast called how to get out of bed. It means that we are and this is us, and I don't know which one of these groups we're in. This may be the 60% on this one. If we can't get out of bed, and I'm going to tell you, there are essence of people all over. People with great wealth can't get out of bed, right? Because, again, it's not understanding where you are in the formula. But go out there. Pew Research has a has a report that they continuously update about middle class, working class, and so forth. But when it comes to middle class, three of those groups are are. are delusional about even being middle class and what it takes to be middle class or maintain a level of living or some semblance of living in in the middle class. And three of those groups were somewhat delusional, even though they are tied to, even though they can look like middle class, because we can all go out and buy and acquire the same things, but it's what you paying for those is basically is what puts you in the group. If you're paying the less For those things of of living a certain lifestyle, then you are truly that group. If you're paying the most for those things in order to appear as though you're living a certain lifestyle, you are probably the lower in those groups and you probably have more issues about you. As a matter of fact, you might not have any issues because you do delusion very well. So you might not have any issues getting out of bed because you do delusion very well. The two in the middle of those two, the ones who are actually that group, the ones who are not as stressed, well, the ones who are stressed about it. Because the lower ones, ain't that stressed. They ain't that stressed. Okay? The the other scales, they ain't that stressed about things. Okay? It's the the two in the middle. It's the second tier and the third tier that, that the stress comes in. Because they truly know what it is to be a part of that group and what it is to try to hold on to that group, and they know that if any that if anything happens, uh, there are circumstances that can pull them out of that group in in a heartbeat, such as a quarantine, such as a, a a global pandemic or an epidemic or a health crisis or a flat tire. Right there, everybody can come end up out of that group, uh, and I, I'm gonna tell you, I was one. I was in the group. And I was one of them that had to, wor- I had to worry about tires. like, why am I having to worry about tires so much? Because tires on a vehicle is a regular rotative thing you've got to do. But if you got some delusion about being in a group called the middle class, um, it's something that the tire thing is something you put off because you're trying to exist in a group. You got to shuffle around your monies a little bit more. Right. And I was raising four kids and raising four kids. You're going to have some tire issues. All right. Unless you keep a couple of other hustles and I'm like, okay, got to keep a, a couple of other hustles. When I found, when I heard, cause I, I'm in the group and I heard like, oh wait, $400 can take out a person, take out, take somebody out of the group. I was like, okay, well I'm going to make sure I always got $400 somewhere and I can get my hands on it, right? If I don't have X amount or this, that, and the other. So saving became very important. You know where I got $400 from? I, I said, you know what I gotta do? I gotta quit one of these bad habits that could take me out of this group. One of the, and that bad habit was smoking, right? Because if you, if you're delusional and trying to be in a group, you're gonna be, you're gonna have a bad habit. Don't even, don't even, look, don't look around. If you are delusional, if you live, if you're delusional about being in the group of middle class and you don't necessarily supposed to be there and you're doing your damnedest to stay up in there, you're going to have a bad habit. And mine was smoking because you, I was, I was probably on the third tier, right? Any, any, any decision, any wrong decision could put me in the fourth tier and could get ready to take me out. I'm like, okay, I got to have $400. And because that's what it says, right? Because, and you know me, I love my numbers and I love these reports. And one report said, and I was a single mother and it said single mothers were 50, 50, you know, they told, they told a 50, 50 line, 50 of them, 50% does well by themselves and their children. The other 50% need a little help. And I'm like, Hey, let me, let me make sure to stay on this side of that 50-50 line, but also to send the wisdom over to the other. Here's how to do it. I got to cut this habit out. Let me add this up. What's my daily spending to support this habit and get that money in the bank so that I can. And then when I tell you cut the habit out and, and I think, I, I think it was, it was probably about a $4 to $5 a day habit right? Bad habit, four or $5 a day, bad habit. Many of you have, it's called a coffee habit. Okay. I'm like, in order to keep, keep this $400 in case, in case it happened, I got to find at least $5 a day, get that saved, you know, and I'm like, where am I cut it? Oh girl, you're going to cut this habit out. Well, guess what? You cut that habit out. Um, and I remember there were two things that made me say, okay, this is it. One, don't want to smell like cigarettes again. Uh, two, taking care, you already, you you live with a person, you already see the effects of it. You see where it's going. Don't want to be there. Got to cut it out. And not only that, you've had too many examples of where this is going to go if you keep smoking. Okay. Um, and believe it or not, that wasn't even the one that made me stop. (laughs) Because, again, you know, you, th- this it's a habit, but it's also suppressing something else, right? All, this this stuff working out through the body, you know, it's an escape. You know, every puff, it's an escape, right? That wasn't even what made me stop. Uh, the fact that, like, wait, you don't have to even want to take all these breaks, you know? Uh, you can go do something else on your break, like go p- do a podcast, <laughs> you know? Um, you could go and do some content, you know, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm literally, I'm literally processing this thing. Not only that, you're you going to smell good all the time, you know, cause you got good grooming habits, but you're killing those with this thing. Right. Um, and then I added up, hit that calculator. Like, wait a minute. How much is this? How much can I have if I didn't have this habit? What that much? <laughs> right not only the 400 but a whole lot more hello okay there it goes done uh spent a little bit on the on the twos in order to quit right and guess what not on. i mean and not only did i change my health i changed the health of all those around me because again if you do it you're not only hurting yourself you're hurting everybody everybody around you so made that choice and then that moved me from the second tier to the third tier because now I have a safety net. See, when you have a safety net, you don't have to be delusional. delusional. Let's say delusional. You don't have to be delusional about, that's what I was trying to say. You don't have to be delusion, delusional about where you are, who you are, what you can do, and what you can accomplish. Not only did I now have that safety net that it said that 50% of us did not have, Not only did I have it, but I could also do some other things with it to change the scale of which I was living. I could now live on another scale, okay? And I don't want to say, yeah, it was a little bit kind of upscale, you know? I could go into, and that was another delusion, right? And I used to call it my bougie delusion, right? I could, you know, do like some other people, go dine this, travel that, do this, that, the other. But again... It gets back to the delusion of, of it, you know, are, are you paying, you're doing the same things that, you know, and you, you look like you got the lifestyle of some of these other people, but is it costing you more? Cause I'm not a cost. I'm not a cost me more. Don't approach me with the cost me more kind of thing. It's like, oh, now we need to do, we need to stop looking like a lifestyle and really become a lifestyle and let that, that lifestyle can't own you like it does. It can't own you like it does because you you don't want to work like you do, like you have to out here. So now we got to figure out how to fix these other things. Getting out of bed is about fixing. It is about fixing. Otherwise, if it was all said and done and all fixed, There'd be no reason to get out of bed. You can stretch those covers out, prop those pillows up, go ahead and hit that remote and and be where you are. But if there's some delusion to it, because if you can't get out of bed and you're stuck in bed, you're dealing with a delusion that you got more time to let stuff fester. You got more friendship to let fall apart. You got bills not to pay attention to. You got responsibilities not to deal with. You got a whole lot of stuff not to be present in. Do what you do, but don't be delusioned delusioned delusional somebody help me out with all this stuff delusional about it getting out of bed this doesn't mean going into the day and being delusional if you got to put on any any anybody's uh, oh lord i can't even use that anymore i was about to say if you got to put on a mask we're in quarantine put on your mask but don't mask what you have going on Man, references. Okay, talk about 2020 reference. Because I was about to tell you, don't put on a mask. Now, put your mask on. But don't mask what you've got going on. If you got to lie, live in error, lie, tell a lie. you got to lie about anything that's going on with you. Or why you're in bed. Or when you get out of bed. If any of your, the first steps of your day are, are ordered to the point that you got to lie about them. To yourself, most of all. And to others to loved ones, to your job, to responsibility, and dog is getting stirring, so it must be end of this podcast, I'm just saying, then six it, six it, yeah, 37, we're about seven minutes over, so let's get there, we got there, right, talking about the scale, I, I went home, girl was like, where's your crew, where's your, I'm like, girl, I ain't even about that delusion, I'm not even about and what she's I wish she would have said thank you, you know, because had she done the interview? It would have been a culmination of her talk going back to the Susan Taylor part. It would have been a culmination of the talk that she just gave because then you said respect have some respect put some respect on new media. But then you said where's the camera you wanted me to have the one of those big huge cameras instead of the digital apparatus in my hand by which I've recorded this entire day. It was like, okay, there's a scale situation going on here. I'm not meeting the scale. Hey, I met mine. I'm not delusional about where I am and who I am. Let me go. Let me just keep it moving. Let me just keep it moving because I'm not going to, you're not going to slot me or put me on a scale I ain't trying to be. And let me tell you, even from that day, And a decade or more later, a decade or more later, I don't have that relationship, but I have so many amazing ones that came out of the fact that I got out of bed on that day. I showed up and I did what I said I was going to do and it set a course for all things to happen after that where in 2020, I can say I'm I'm retired from this. Okay. Moving on to the, to the next thing, fix your scale. When I say fix it, I, I, I like to, I like to identify the it's fix your scale. Okay. even If you're not going to get out of bed right now, at least prop the pillows up, at least sit up, at least give some thought, at least know why you're in the bed. At least know what's going on. I understand that those days are hit and they hard, they hit hard and they hit heavy and they knock you off your feet. But what, what was it that knocked you off your feet? And what was it you thought you were standing on that was so unstable that it did not, it didn't support you when, when, when it hit, when, when whatever it was hit you, fix your scale, understand what's on that scale with you, what's weighing you down. What's lifting you up? Because it's one thing to know what, or to think we know, or to blame something for weighing us down. But if you don't know what it is, how are you going to take it off so that you can be lifted up? How are you going to get rid of it, move it, walk away from it so that you can be lifted up? Right? If you want to change scales, if you want to impact the scale or have a change, last night. I wanted the schedule look different today. I was like, I'm sitting there. We had we had a great dinner. It was Wednesday wings. I've been trying to figure out, Lord, what I'm gonna do for Wednesday. And I didn't mean to call on the Lord, cause the Lord got a whole lot of stuff to do. And I don't like I don't like to bother God like that. But I was like, Lord, what am I going to do? You know, because I'm a content person, right? So, my going in the kitchen cooking dinner, you know, the whole world wants to know what I'm cooking. So, I'm like, I really want to do something for Wednesday. And I know that we eat wings on the weekend. I don't like wings on the weekends, on the weekend because I really like my pizza on Friday, right? And we've been eating these wings. So I said, you know what? We're going to do wings on Wednesday. I'm going to do a uh, different kind of wing. In fact, when I get off here, I'm going to go and um, do the kitchen podcast. And we'll talk about Wednesday wings. And I said, well, you know what? I, I had some honey come in because I ordered some honey for the soap room. And I'm like, well, I'm not ready to use the honey because that's a whole other level of an additive in soap. And I'm like, oh, no, I, I got I to gotta go read these books two more times before I get to adding honey into the soap, y'all. It ain't even about just squeezing honey. And that's a whole other podcast. So I put the honey. I'm like, the honey going to stay in the kitchen. I'm like, oh, I love honey barbecue. And there's never really enough honey in the barbecue. So I'm going to make a honey glaze with a little bit of a bar, a little bit of barbecue and a little bit of mustard. I just gave y'all my secret sauce. It ain't even secret sauce. Cause if you follow me in the kitchen, you watch me. I think I did it as stories. I didn't do a live. Everybody was like, well, why don't you go live? Cause I went live. We had our, um, uh, on Wednesdays, we also do leading women weekly, which we had just done a live, And so I did that live I ended that live and I did the soap live where I had to cut the new, uh, soap, which and when I finish all this, these podcasts, I'm going into the soap room. I'm going to make a, I'm going to make a loaf today. Um, and I was actually going to make a couple, but I, I need to get some more fragrance in because I'm building up the inventory for June and July. Um, and so. I did, I did that episode. So I didn't go live with the kitchen episode, even though, cause I was both, for both of those, I was actually live into the kitchen and I got to be sensitive about y'all scrolling and scrolling, uh, and seeing all that stuff and getting notified. Cause a lot of you have your notifications on and I don't want you to get a notification. I went live, went live, went live. So the third one, according to my marketing guru was like, no, let's just knock that off and store. But you know what I did? I did that on a TikTok. So the wings are over on TikTok. Did I put it on TikTok yet? I don't think I put it on TikTok yet. That's another thing I got to do. So Wednesday wings would be would be a a thing, um, and you know sometimes we don't even do wings, we do thighs because I like a big piece of chicken. Okay, I'm just saying a bigger piece of chicken. Scale, we talking scale here? Okay, I'm trying to upscale upscale that. But anyway, all right. So let um. Let's figure out. Let me think. I'm going to get ready to end this because I literally just did another few minutes on here talking about the kitchen. Uh, let me open up the thing here so I can properly end and check my notes here. Make sure I covered everything. Let's just do a little bit of recap. I did not write in the journal. I did not write in the journal. But we talked about fix it. When we said it, what's it? Your scale. Fix your scale. What's weighing you down on a scale? We're talking about how to get out of bed. Um, fix your scale. What's on the scale with you? Um, Take some of that stuff off. Take some of that weight off, you know, uh, so that you can be lifted up, so that you can start gliding through some of these times. If you, like me, have moments where you can't get out of bed, you, like me, have moments where you can recall how you eventually did get out of bed, what was that problem? It's probably tied to... A habit. It's probably tied to a habit that you have. The one thing that you can change are your habits. You can only impact yourself enough to change those habits. And it starts with your mindset. It starts to really starts with really taking the time and to think about a thing. Think about what happened. Think about a feeling or emotion. There are some things that are just innate in us, that is in our DNA, that's in our name, that's in the time that we born. Okay, that's the numerology side of that. But There's the reason why you keep coming back to it. I guarantee this is not, I guarantee it's not the first time. And if it is the first time, please deeply take stock in that. Because that way, you deal with it and remember how you dealt with it. So that in case it happens again, you can deal with it again. You know, I'm, 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 let me tell you, one of the ways that helped me get out of bed was starting this How to Get Out of Bed podcast. And I have very few days far and in between of having issues getting out of bed. Because the one thing I do is I speak it out loud. I speak it and I share it into the podcast. Even on days when I come on here and say, Y'all, I can't get it together. I can't do it a damn to Take a burn day. Y'all reach in. I reach out. Those kinds of things. Okay. All right. These books are staring at me. I need to get back to reading and I need to do. The kitchen podcast, I need to go walk the dog. See all this stuff if I don't get out of bed, he don't get walked, and then we both be sitting looking at each other like we got all kinds of sense of urgencies, okay, and one thing i do I will do is try to handle that uh another thing we talked about the eighty twenty perhaps it might not be just as clear cut as eighty twenty it could be sixty thirty uh sixty forty it could be sixty thirty ten it could be sixty thirty nine one you know. Um, find out where you are. Stop worrying about where everybody else is. Cause that's one thing that will keep you from getting out of bed. Worrying about where everybody else is. Only thing you can control is you. And guess what? Everybody can't come. Everybody ain't able to come along. But also don't forget there are those that are there trying to encourage you. While I did not get that exclusive quote unquote exclusive interview on that day. I got so many others. Because while you are trying to get a sy- system of value out of one, the value is not there. It's elsewhere. And it's coming at you over and over and over. I, in, in that moment of waiting, I got a chance to have a discussion with somebody who poured so much into me on that day as if we were on the same level. And when I tell you there are millions of dollars between the two of us, but yet, that person could recall where I am, and said to me, "Here's what you do. Literally, you do this, you do that. Here's how you look at this, and here's how. Here's what I'm telling y'all. It was amazing. For as long as I had to wait, I was engrossed in a conversation because I I looked at when and i am tell you, I was the the conversation was so good, I forgot that I was waiting to even interview her." Until the PR came up saw me getting all this good good doing all this stuff over here. They were like, oh, I need I need her to come over here and get this. Because I had done forgot all about I was actually in wait. Right? I had already forgot she would put me on pause. But the PR person came over saw me talking to all these other gracious, wonderful people were like, oh, she she gonna need some of that. Right? Because what I ended up doing with that, that's some doc. I had a full on documentary style thing going on. All this great content, all these great people that attended this amazing luncheon on that day. These are people who have done some amazing things in the world. People I can call up to this day and continue to do wonderful things in this world. And I have never crossed paths again with the others. That's what I'm saying. Fix your scale, fix your scale, know who you are, know what you bring to the table. Come with your own value system. Don't let anybody else tell you what scale you are on. All right, all right, y'all have yourself an amazing, a wonderful day. Stick around. Uh, I understand there's some new things going on in social media. You'll probably get pulled into some of those. And uh, do me, DryerBuzz, just one more favor. Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz.